Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Tuesday morning. So, of course, the uh, MLB draft kicked off Sunday night. We got the first round yesterday. Multiple rounds. Did we see any Missouri State Bears go in the draft yet? We saw a trio of them, and this is huge. A really big plus. Yesterday was uh, rounds 3 through 10, and today wraps it all up 10 through 20. There are 20 rounds in the Major League Baseball draft. That's not the way it used to be, but... It has been reduced here in recent years. Nonetheless, three Bears going in the second day, and that's rounds three through ten. That is huge. First one to go in round five, Spencer Nivens. Spencer is the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year from Columbia Rockbridge. He still had eligibility with the Bears remaining, but when you're taken in the fifth round, Kansas City Royals are the ones who picked him. Really cool. That is huge. And I love it for Spencer, who hit 346 this year, had... 14 home runs and was a, a leader, an offensive leader, plays center field. Hey, he's going to an organization that can't really get any worse. They're, they're going to be much better, and he can be a part of that. I really love that situation. Spencer Nivens going to the Kansas City Royals in round five. Round seven. The player who was taken in round seven is a fellow by the name of Eddington. His name is Jake Eddington, only with the Bears for one year, transfer from Alabama. He was taken by the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, his record isn't all that good. Four wins, two losses. That's acceptable, of course. Had a 4.02 earned run average and 14 starts for the Bears. You have to understand, and I don't think the casual baseball fan does, that the scouts, Major League scouts, are looking for things that we don't even see. These are intangibles for these players, and Eddington obviously had that. Philadelphia picks him in the seventh round. In the ninth round, It's Hayden Mitten who gets selected. He's a kid from Oklahoma and taken in the ninth round by the Detroit Tigers. Hayden Mitten, folks, was 6-2 this year with 96 strikeouts. That was second in the Missouri Valley and 66th across the nation. 96 strikeouts. Again, there are a lot of strikeout pitchers out there, but that's what the scouts are looking for, those intangibles that say, hey, this guy can fit into our organization. So three Bears in the rounds three through ten, Spencer Nivens, Jake Eddington, and Hayden Mitten. Today, the final ten rounds. Will there be any more? Stay tuned. Well, it's good to hear that we got some local blood in the uh, teams, and that's awesome. Uh, That kid's going to the Royals. That's even more uh, reason for me to to start throwing on some blue jerseys. All right. Now, uh, speaking of which, uh, Missouri teams in baseball power rankings, do we even want to talk about where they are on that list? Well, they're not very good. The... uh, Number one in the rankings, the Atlanta Braves. Number two, the Tampa Bay Rays. And that's perfectly understandable. These are the teams who have emerged from the start of the season and continue to play very well. The Cardinals, 24th of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball. The Royals, 29th. Second half of the season coming up. Let's wait and see if that doesn't completely change. We'll find out. Fingers crossed. It'd be nice to see them get out of the 20s, that's for sure. (laughs) All right, uh, now we get to talk about your favorite subject, tennis. Who's this kid uh, burning up the court at Wimbledon? Yeah, his name is Chris Eubanks, and nobody's ever heard of him before. He is into the quarterfinal round now at Wimbledon. Eubanks is a six foot seven former All-America at Georgia Tech. He's a guy who really thought he was going to be in the tennis broadcasting business. He's on the tennis uh, network and all that. Really good uh, description of how he is able to assess and dissect the sport of tennis. But he's still playing. Ranked 128th in the world. That's nothing. 
but here he is in the quarterfinals, and yesterday he defeated one of the best, Stefano Sisypus, and that is a big win. Dropped the first set, 6-3. Look, well, he's over. He's done. Comes back and wins it three sets to two. This kid can play. So he's going up now into the really big names of the sport, and He's got Daniel Medvedev from Russia, who he plays, uh, I believe, today, maybe uh, very late tonight in London time. But the fact is that Eubanks has done well now. Novak Djokovic is still very much in there, and uh, many, several of the other top names. But keep your eye on this kid Eubanks. He's on a roll right now. So before we talk about the actual winner of the Home Run Derby, you know who the actual winner is? It's Major League Baseball for selling tickets at two grand a pop to watch that. Well, that, they were for the expensive seats. The nosebleed were $97.00. But the place is filled. I can't. I'm just astounded. They're there to watch an exhibition. Well, of course, the All-Star Game's an exhibition, too. But this is this is different. This batting is practice. Home run derby. It is batting practice. Exactly what it is. And it's batting practice with a time element. And I'll tell you, it's taxing. You may not think so, but trying to hit those home runs with every swing, and it's a big swing. Those guys, were they were whipped at the end of this thing because that takes a lot out of you. It really does, and if you did play baseball and you remember batting practice, just batting practice will take it out of you. But if you're swinging for the fence every single time, that's going to get you winded and for that sure. first round is three minutes long, pitch after pitch after Hell yeah. pitch. Now, there is a timeout, a 30-second timeout that a player can take, but nonetheless, that takes a lot of wind out of you. So who was the big winner? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. from the Toronto Blue Jays. He hit in the final round 25 home runs. He was up against Randy Arozarena, a former Springfield Cardinal, now with the Tampa Bay Rays, one by two, 25-23, and at the end he was on his knees and gasping for breath. It was it was a tough, tough outing. These guys play three and sometimes four rounds, depending on what the situation is. Pedro Rodriguez, who was the hometown favorite, Seattle Mariner player, and very young, he's in, oh, 22, 23 years old. He took the early lead. In the first round, he hit 41 home runs, 41 in the first three minutes. And he was he was gassed after that. He didn't know how to time himself, so he went out in the second round. But Vlad Guerrero joins his dad, Vlad Guerrero Sr., who won the home run derby back in 2007 when he, Sr., played with the Anaheim Angels. This is really great. It, it was a lot of fun. Fans loved it. And now tonight's the all-star game itself. Uh, speaking of that, it is a big honor to get the call up to start on your mm-hmm. team for the All-Star. Who are the starting pitchers? Starting pitchers, and of course they can't go any more than three innings. That is the rule. Usually they only go about one. Garrett Cole, who is the ace of the New York Yankees, will get the uh, call there. And f- that's for the American League. And for the National League, the starting pitcher is a kid named Zach Gallen. G-A-L-L-E-N. Huh, why does that name sound familiar? Because he played for the Springfield Cardinals in 2017-2018 and then got traded. He's pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he will start tonight for the National League. Boy, wouldn't he look good in a Cardinals uniform. Uh, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. All right, so I know you've been following this story. It's kind of a sign of the times when it comes to sports journalism, one of the Things you've done for a very long time, sir, and your thoughts on what's happening right this now. This is the New York Times. The New York Times is one of the paragons of what appears to be a dying industry right now, newspapers. They have disbanded their sports staff. It's about 20 writers on the New York Times sports staff. They didn't really, they being the newspaper itself, didn't really devote a whole lot of pages to the sports coverage, and it was done in a different fashion, but they've disbanded it. Now, 
what, how's that going to work? Well, the New York Times purchased this online firm called The Athletic. They did so last year. And they said, well, this is going to stand alone. The Athletic will be in and of itself. Wrong-o. The Athletic is going to replace these individuals who are now out of... Now, uh, keep in mind, the, the 20 writers uh, from the sports department are being reassigned within the New York Times. They're not being laid off. So I guess that's, that's a good point. But the sports department of the Times does not exist anymore. It will be whatever the Atlantic or the, <laughs> the, the athletic. It's whatever the athletic decides. And in and of itself, that starts right now. How long before the robots start writing for us, Ned? Uh, a, see, what do they call it? Artificial <laughs> AI. intelligence. AI. AI is taking it. AI will be doing everything. Yeah, pretty soon. Umping, writing, and eventually playing. Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.